With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a spectacular weekend. The gang's all here ready to go. And you know who's in a good mood? Fritzy, because the Broncos didn't lose yesterday. Exactly. Let's ride. Uh, we got football coming up tonight. We'll explore that, the Monday night game. Uh, Cowboys handled the Rams. Giant, how about those Giants? I've seen more Giants jerseys in the Northeast in the last couple of weeks than I have in the last probably five to seven years. They've been in hiding, and uh, you could smell the mothballs on those. Chargers beat the Browns, but not before some controversy. The Patriots rolling the Lions. How about the Jets? When's the last time the Jets and Giants were both over 500 after five games? Ravens beat the Bengals last night, and uh, we'll explore the college football weekend as well. Play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. Stat of the day, as always, brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm not asking, I'm telling. Because it comes out every day at around 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Wraps up the show. Also gives you a, head, a heads up on some of the other things that we're doing and uh, before anybody else. And got some great sales there with t-shirts. Go to danpatrick.com. Enter your email address in the box that slides out. Bottom right corner. Good to go. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Seaton will do the honors with the poll question. Our good buddy Ross Tucker, he'll join us coming up here in a little bit. Yeah, let me start with last night's game because a lot of times we focus on offense and defense. I focus on the offensive line and defensive line. But when we look at the strengths and weaknesses of a team, that's usually it's about your quarterback, your edge rusher, offensive line, defensive line. The Ravens are different. As John Harbaugh said last night, there's nobody in the league like Lamar Jackson. Well, there's nobody in the league like Justin Tucker. 
Tucker makes a difference. He kicked a 58-yarder in the third quarter and kicked home a 43-yarder as time expired, leading Baltimore to the victory. When you talk about groups in football, it's offense or defense, but you always have to remember the special teams. And when you look at the Patriots, when the Patriots won, yes, it was about Belichick. Yes, it was about Brady. But it was also about Adam Vinatieri. Doing it when you need somebody to do it. And that's really the key. Justin Tucker is a unique weapon because you realize you get to a certain place on the field and you know he's going to win that game. Or at least the odds certainly are on your side. Seaton, what's the poll question that we have today? Dan, we could start with a dude poll question as we like to do on Monday. Okay. Uh, Giants. Dude, dude, beat the Packers. What? In London? Uh, by the way, here is uh, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback, after that loss in London. Frankly, I don't like all this conversation about losing next week. I'm a firm believer in the power of words and manifestation, and we got to check ourselves on that because talking about that is not – that's not winning football. There was conversation about in the locker room, and I don't like it. And uh, Jai's my guy, but we don't need to be talking like that. Jair Alexander was – I guess, you know, kind of wondering what what will happen? What's the reaction if we lost to the Jets next week? Okay, you're right. You don't want that. But this manifestation that uh, Aaron's talking about, that it's going to, in a cosmic world, it's going to come back. (laughs) It's his journey. Yeah, if you send it out, negative things come back. Yes. You know, if he had just said, well, you know, I don't like all this talk about losing next week already and stopped there. It would be like, yeah, okay, like you're already in like a negative mindset. Why are we already talking about losing? But it's like, you know, I'm a firm believer in the power of manifestation in words. It's like, okay, here we go. All righty. Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. So you believe we're not manifesting what you want us to manifest with our words? Okay. Uh, Because you put out negative vibes and then it comes back and then then all of a sudden it's like a cancer on the team or something like that. Okay, let's hang up your dream catchers in the window now. Heading into tonight, 38 games have been decided by six points or less. That's the most through the first five weeks of a season in NFL history. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that stat of the day. This program brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Protect your home. Over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe in the last decade. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off. Interactive monitoring, simplysafedan.com. Phone numbers, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like, 877 3DP Show. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Cowboys beat the Rams. I like how they're trying to shoehorn Cooper Rush undefeated. Those are pedestrian numbers. All they did is run the football and go after Matthew Stafford. They ran the ball 34 times, and they put pressure on Matthew Stafford. That's it. Here's Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys head coach, on that defense. We felt strongly come out last year about our our group and you know, had a great offseason and everything leading up to this. But, uh, boy, they're just playing lights out. You know, we expected a you know, heavy run game uh, coming from the Rams. and But when we had our opportunity to pressure, um, I thought our guys were 
outstanding. Obviously, the three takeaways were, were huge and a big part of our victory. I don't know if I would be expecting the Rams to run the football. Uh, I'm surprised at that answer because the Rams haven't been able to run the football. It's basically Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, and that's about it. Micah Parsons, he uh, is helping the Cowboys do something that they haven't done in 50 years. They've allowed less than 20 points in each of their first five games. And is Dak Prescott going to come back? Because next Sunday night, it'll be the Eagles and the Cowboys. I would not have him come back against the Eagles. You know, Cooper Rush has done just well enough. You're good. Yes, it is a big game. There's bigger games down the road. Because after this, like I I want him to be ready. I think they have the Vikings and the Packers. Uh, Seton, do you have the uh, Cowboys schedule there? It feels like they have the Bears. They have a, they have the Eagles, and then they have a couple of... Uh, they have the, the Eagles, then the Lions, Bears... Uh, and I, th- I want to say Packers, Packers after that. Yeah, okay. so you, you could see a, a, a ramp there to get Dak back into game speed. Yes, I'd like to ease him in against uh, one of these subpar teams. No That's, offense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Marv. Should the Cowboys keep going this way when Dak comes back, like heavy on the run game, or are they just going to go back to Dak? They going- should, but they won't. Because... Well, this is why we have Dak in there, because we need to throw the football. You can run the football, play great defense. That's okay. Part of the NFL is built upon that. Hey, run the ball and play good defense. You got two good running backs. You got Pollard, who's explosive. Zeke, bring him in in the fourth quarter and give him the ball, let him be a battering ram. Now, would you like to get a little bit more out of your quarterback? Absolutely. Would you like to keep the defense honest? Absolutely. As long as you continue to play great defense, I don't need you to be explosive, but it feels like Jerry wants that. Yes, Eden. I heard somebody had said, I forget who it was, but they were like, that you absolutely put Dak Prescott back in the game as soon as he's healthy enough to do it. The problem is you have to keep the Cooper Rush game plan and give that to Dak Prescott. Mm. That's you can't go crazy with it. Just mm. keep it simple and you'll have success, which I think that there might be some sense there. Well, we've talked about this for years. Shea and Irving would always call in and say, just run the football, Danny. Run the damn ball. (laughs) Play defense, run the football. And that is a good defense that borders on being very good. Micah Parsons, as long as you have that. And and we're going to talk about defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons deserves to be an MVP conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that we go, oh, it's a a quarterback award. It is if you don't think outside the box and go, let me look at the entire, you know, the entirety of what's going on here. Who who changes a game more than Micah Parsons does? You can say Josh Allen. You can say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we can run Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. But if when you get through uh, running down the quarterbacks, Micah Parsons' name deserves to be in there. And go back to the draft. I loved him, but I loved him because I had a source who said, he's the most explosive guy you've got on defense in the draft. The question is, who takes a chance on a middle linebacker who's not tall and was not used as an edge rusher? I'll try that again. You know, an edge rusher at Penn State. And there were things that were surrounding him. There were off-the-field issues that they talked about, you know, temper issues. 
But I was told if, if you take a chance on him, he's one of those guys who has the highest ceiling. What well, turned out, because my source is dead on with these things, he's the one who said, everybody talks about you know other receivers. Jamar Chase didn't even play last year. He's the best wide receiver coming into the draft. Uh, Quentin Nelson, he said, that's the best guy in the draft. Uh, the you know lineman who's going to go to the Hall of Fame for the Colts. So I trust his judgment when he talked about Micah Parsons. I just knew he had incredible makeup speed. When you watch Penn State, you're like, that dude's all over the place. And I thought he was like a Palomalu or Junior Seau. And then you realize he's an incredible rush, you know, uh, edge rusher. But he does so many different things there. When you talk about impact, Micah Parsons deserves to be on that list. Yeah, more. So is he early October MVP? October MVP. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying he is MVP. I'm saying that if you're going to talk about, at some point, we talk about MVP. Now, halfway through the season, then you go, all right, who's your MVP? Uh, Micah Parsons should be on the short list. Yes. No, MVP is going to be dope, though. Yes, it will. Mm. That's big. Yeah, that one helps. It, yeah. it sounds better than October MVP. November MVP. This MVP, too. Ooh, like that. Also works. Yeah, yeah. yeah Paul. Uh, Micah Parsons, 14 quarterback pressures this year, second only to Nick Bosa of the 49ers, who has 22 quarterback pressures. He's in the mix for his leading his team as well. Okay. But didn't he get hurt? Doesn't he have a groin injury? He doesn't need a groin to pressure a quarterback. But his brother is out with groin surgery. So I think both Bosa's have groin issues. Groin, groin. Gone. Uh <laughs> What other poll questions do you have here? Well, I could give you some more options for the dude poll question, Dan. Okay. We, uh, okay. Let's see. We already went over the Giants, right? right? The Jets worked the Dolphins. How about that? Was it 40-17? Last week, middle of the week, talked to somebody who said there's going to be an overreaction based off what happened to Tua. And I said, well, wait, what do you mean? And my source said, there's going to be now, we're going to go the other way. Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership joined us. But my source is the one who told us initially that there's going to be an overreaction here. And there was. There is. It's based off of Tua. And this is what happens. When rules are changed, it's usually because of one moment, one player, one incident. It's not a collection. It's one. They're like, well, we got to change this. And that's what happened with Tua. You saw that with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if he got his bell rung, if it was not a concussion. They said he hurt his elbow. You saw the tackle on Tom Brady. Well, is that an overreaction? Because if you watch when Tua gets slammed to the ground in the game against the Bengals, I think they, the and I don't have this on any great authority, but I'm just going to read into this, that the officials are going, hey, if you see somebody slinging a quarterback around, in a similar fashion, the way Tua went down against the Bengals and did suffer the concussion that kept him out of yesterday, call it. And, and the appearance was, when Tom Brady was sacked in the Falcons game, was the defender ready to sling him down? Did he go above and beyond the call of duty? Now, I would call that a sack. That's it. I mean, it's, that was embarrassing. That's where I, I said, oh, my God, there's a flag on the play. Was it a face mask? Did he hit Brady to the side of his helmet? He and the defender ended up underneath Tom Brady. And I thought, 
we, I get protection. I understand it. But also, this has to come from the teams protecting their own players. Now the league's involved. Imagine if this happens in a playoff game. Let's say Teddy Bridgewater, who, who did clear concussion protocol. Let's say that's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. That was the first play of the game. Hey, come on over. You're not going back in. You can't appeal it. That's it. Done. We're at this point because teams have failed their players, in my opinion. And I do think that this overcorrection is going to continue. Now, it might only continue this year. A lot of times what happens is, oh, my gosh, the Calvin Johnson, you know, complete the process nonsense. Like, there's always one play, and you go, oh, my God, they're changing the entire rule because of this. Maybe there's a better awareness to this. And, and that's what I hope. Just be smarter and be honest. Be transparent about somebody's health. That's That would be the smart approach, but that's not the prudent approach by these teams. And because of that, there's an overreaction. You saw that with Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater did not have a concussion, passed a concussion protocol, and Tom Brady was not slammed to the ground. But here we are. This is based off what happened a couple of weeks ago. One person, and that was two. All right, Ross Tucker is going to join us coming up. We'll get to your phone calls, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. We'll take a break. We're back after this. M-Drive, sometimes I get too energized. You know, you start talking, and then you get ahead of yourself. You know what it's like, Todd. Yeah, you get all worked up, and you're doing jumping jacks and skipping to your loo. I didn't even know people do that anymore. But you've heard Todd talk that way when he gets a little excited there. Marvin, do you have that? He wasn't even sure if he should have shown up. Yeah, but I'm not going to blame M-Drive for that. No, you shouldn't. No, I'm not. M-Drive will get you ready in the morning. Testosterone support for driven guys. Packed with clinically tested ingredients supporting healthy T levels. And you want to put in the work. M-Drive is going to help you stay motivated, energized. You'll find top-selling M-Drive products at Walgreens Rite Aid Vitamin Shop. And just for my listeners, two-week trial, $5. Just get started by texting Dan to 55,000. 55000. Claim your exclusive offer. Don't waste another day, you wasteoid. Get going. Get M-Drive. Text Dan to 55,000. Get your first order of M-Drive for $5. Message and data rates may apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics. 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raiders Chiefs coming up tonight. Baseball, the Guardians, Mariners, Phillies, Padres, all advance. You might be surprised at all of those advancing. You know, just like that, Albert Pujols' career is over. It ended on a Saturday. And you're like, wait, what just happened here? How about the Mets? Gone. 101 wins. We'll talk about the baseball coming up here in a little bit. College football. Alabama holds off A&M. Tennessee is back rolling LSU. UCLA? Handles Utah, Notre Dame over BYU, and TCU over Kansas. We'll get to phone calls, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. This program brought to you by Mercedes. This family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, and athleticism. All they need now for you to do is drive them off the lot. Mercedes-Benz family of SUVs, a family of unrivaled vehicles waiting to impress at your local dealer. Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the uh, former NFL lineman. He was on the call, Bengals-Ravens last night for Westwood One. Check him out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Let me start with last night with uh, Lamar Jackson, game-winning drive. You got Justin Tucker as a weapon there. They played pretty good defense. Um I guess handicap the Ravens here. How good are the Ravens? Yeah, I think right now they're probably the third best team in the AFC. I think the Bills and the Chiefs, Dan, are still probably 1-2. 
because the Ravens have had some issues holding on to leads. They almost blew another one last night. But they're the other team in the AFC that I can see possibly going to the Super Bowl. I struggle seeing another team that I envision going to the Super Bowl from that conference. It really feels like we're headed towards a Bills-Chiefs you know, collision course. But I do think the Ravens could be in that mix. They're talented enough. The way Lamar Jackson plays, they can get in it. And the Justin Tucker thing is amazing. I mean, Dan, he's made 61 straight field goals in the fourth quarter overtime. He made a 58-yarder at one point last night. I was thinking about this. You know, you, you watch the red zone or you watch the games. So many of them come down to a kicker missing a kick. You know, the Browns, Cade York missed it. The kid Amendola for the Cardinals missed his kick. I can't even imagine how good of a feeling it is for the Ravens to know, like, our guy never misses. Like, anytime we get in that situation, game's over, we won. I mean, they didn't even need to have him kick it. It's crazy. Assess the Bengals after last year's performance of going to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be in the mix. I would be surprised they don't make the playoffs. They have a really good, still young defense. I don't think we talk about Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator, enough. They haven't given up a touchdown in the second half all year so far this year. The issue they're having right now, Dan, everybody saw what they did last year. Everybody saw the big plays down the field, and they're saying, we're not going to let you have it. We're not going to let you do it. Two deep safeties, kind of like teams did against the Chiefs a year ago. Two deep safeties. Are you patient enough to keep taking the underneath stuff? Will you run the ball against a light box? Will you throw the wide receiver screens? They're not going to let Chase and Higgins beat them deep. Um, we had an overcorrection, it felt like, after Tua got hurt. That You saw this with Bridgewater. Teddy's out after the first play, doesn't come back. The Tom Brady sack that uh, was roughing the passer here. Um, we see this. It feels like every year there's one call. Like, we're going to call pass interference. We're going to call holding. you got to complete the process. Like, all of these things, it's one moment. But here we are midseason, and we've changed a rule. Where are we headed with this, Ross? It's a great question. Uh, those, to me, on some level are two separate things I want to dive into. So on the Teddy Bridgewater thing, Dan, they said he passed all the concussion protocols, but that the spotter – saw him stumbling, which I don't know, even know how to say the word, ataxia or something, gross motor instability. I don't know anybody else that saw it. Like, the, I mean, I, I would love to see the video because I didn't see Bridgewater stumbling from a hit to the head. But, now but that's now why they're saying he but, didn't go back in the game. But now it's the eye test, not the medical test. Right. But at least the eye test with Tua, we all saw it. The eye test with Teddy... None of us saw it. It's almost like they just thought we just shouldn't put him back in after what happened to this team before. I, I mean, we got to see the gross motor instability. Maybe it was when he was on the sideline with them. And then the Brady thing, you know, I might be the only person. I got up after three hours sleep, Dan, and did my podcast this morning already. I might be the only person that's not bashing Jerome Boger right now. And here's why. I talked to the refs, Dan. They have been told when in doubt – throw the flag in terms of player safety and in particular protecting the quarterback. If you look at where Boger was located, Grady Jarrett slung Brady down 
in Boger's direction. So he saw Brady come flying over. Now, you and I realize it was a bad call. He's just bringing him down. It's a tackle. But Boger has it in his head. When in doubt, throw the flag, protect the quarterback. He sees Brady come flung over. His default reaction is to throw the flags. Number one, let's get rid of this when in doubt, throw the flag. It's a terrible standard. And number two, we got to have the ability to replay it. That could have been the difference in the game. That could be the difference in seeding in the playoffs. It was an obvious error and egregious call that we need to give them a chance to correct. I'm not going to just bash Boger. I'm going to bash the process that led to Boger making that call. Yes, but what happened the last two weeks got us to this point. Do you really think if Bailey Zappi of the Patriots was in the same situation, they would have made the same call of roughing the passer? No, I don't. I think it's like every time Michael Jordan went to the hole, in the 90s, right? He was going to get the call on the foul. Brady and Rodgers, especially Brady, they get the benefit of the doubt even more so than the other quarterbacks do. But they have been told that. I mean, they have been told the same thing with any hits to the head or neck area mm-hmm. of a defenseless receiver. Same goes in college. I'm on those calls, those, you know, at the start of the year, those seminars. When in doubt, throw the flag. They do that with targeting in college football. It drives me nuts. Yeah. When in doubt, throw the flag. I, I don't know why that needs to be the standard. Do you think players want to be protected? Do you think these quarterbacks want to be viewed this way? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, I think you Tom think Brady, Brady wants that. You think Brady, do you think Teddy Bridgewater wants to be treated that way? I think Teddy Bridgewater probably wanted to go back in the game, but... I do think on some level these guys – we've evolved enough that I think on some level some of these guys realize better safe than sorry. I'm going to flip those, Dan. Can you imagine if what happened to Bridgewater happened to Brady and they tried to not let him go back in the yeah, game? Yeah, but we're headed towards something that's going to happen in the playoffs, Ross. We're, we're headed towards that. I, I had a, a source who works with the NFL who said there's going to be an overcorrection, said this last week because of this, and I said, well, what happens if this happens in in the playoffs? And my source said, that quarterback comes out of the game. Yeah, I I think it is going to happen, and it is an overcorrection. And then in this offseason, they'll go to the owners' meetings, and they'll kind of fine-tune it, and they'll they'll have different language. This is – you already said it, Dan. It feels like almost an annual thing that there's something that happens – and the NFL reacts with an overreaction. Maybe that's natural in life. I don't know. We're talking to Ross Tucker. You can follow him, Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and uh, he's on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. I'm watching now. Do you take more away from the Cowboys winning or the Rams losing? It's a good question. Um, probably the Cowboys winning. You know, the Rams are really beat up on the offensive line. They lost two starters this offseason. I'd like to see them when they're healthy up front. But the Cowboys, if you would have told me after that opening night game against the Bucks and Dak getting hurt that they would win four straight, that night their offensive line looked horrendous. Yeah. Uh, their receivers couldn't get open. For them to then – I mean, I thought they were done. I thought they were cooked. Cooper Rush comes in, wins four games – 
And he's been fine. It's been primarily their defense. Their defense is nasty. Armstrong's good. Lawrence is good. And I think Micah Parsons is pretty clearly the best defensive player in, in the league already. Yeah, I wonder about this. Does Dak come back, you know, in a showdown against the Eagles? Do you try to, you know, push him through? Uh, or do you wait where you're going to be playing, you know, the, the Lions and the Bears? Which to me makes more sense. Think about the long term of the season. But with Jerry Jones, you you never know. It feels like it's like, come on, come on, let's go, Dak. you got to get ready. We thought he was going to be playing against the Rams. Now it's the Eagles this week. I think that they should wait till he's truly 100%. You know, the last thing you want is for him to go out there and bang that thumb again on Hassan Reddick's helmet or Fletcher Cox's helmet. You better be real confident that if he hits a helmet that he's fine. And it's weird, Dan, because on some level, you're not really putting him in position to succeed, right? On the road, at the undefeated Eagles. But do you keep the same game plan? that you've had with Cooper Rush, run first, play good defense, maybe come up with a you know, a, a threatening pass play? I think it's a great point, and I think the answer is yes. I but think the Cowboys... They're not going to. There's no way if Dak comes back that he's going to go, you know, 13 of 22 for, uh, you know, 178 yards. It, it's just not going to happen. But you know what, Dan? He's in a bad spot, man. Because what if he, let's say he comes back Sunday night and they lose. It's a bad look, right? I mean, I'm not saying anybody's going to say Cooper Rush should be the starting quarterback over Dak. I mean, Dak's a better player, but Cooper Rush is 5-0, and 4-0 this year. The pressure isn't on Dak to keep his job, but the pressure's on Dak to win. Because, you know, you don't want to be the guy that comes back and then they lose again, and you're the only thing that changed. <laughs> All right, help me understand the logic of the Chargers – and what happened with uh, Coach Staley going for it on fourth down with a little over a minute to go? Yeah, I'm curious about that one. I didn't see what he said after the game. I know this, okay? Every decision a lot of these guys make now, they have the win probability statistics for every situation, right? So if we punt it here, here's the percentage chance that we win the game. If we go for it and get it, it's 100% we win it. If we go for it and don't get it, here's the percentage. A lot of times, these guys are making the decisions based on what the win probability metrics tell them. And maybe the thought was, hey, the Browns just went all the way down the field. And Jacoby Brissett blew it by throwing a pick in the end zone. If we punt here, they're going to go down the field again, and they're going to get another field goal attempt, and we're going to lose our best bet is to try to go ahead and get the first down here. Because even if we don't get it, maybe there's still time for Herbert to get a field goal after the Browns get their field goal. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Now, it, it was explained to me after the game, you know, maybe, you know, Coach Staley just has so much confidence in his offense to go for it on fourth down and so much confidence in his defense if they don't get the first down against the Cleveland Browns. I'm like, okay. All right, I'll, I'll at least entertain that. But you're talking about this comes down to analytics. There's no other coach who goes for it as much as Staley and the Chargers do. If they all have the same analytics, why don't more coaches go for it in these situations? I think more coaches uh, 
trust the analytics than others, right? So I think Staley – now listen, there were a couple times earlier in the season, I can't remember what game. It was a primetime game, Thursday night, I think maybe at Kansas City, where twice he didn't go for it. And all the analytics dude, I asked on Twitter, they all said those were both go-for-it situations, and he didn't. So what I don't like – I know there should be some gut feel to it, but he's kind of toggling back and forth now. You know, I mean, I know some college teams, like Army just goes by the book. Whatever the book says, they go with it. The toggling back – I understand you need to take into account the situation a little bit, but you either trust the numbers and you're going to go with the higher probability and percentage chance like you're in a casino – like you're betting the house or whatever, you want to go with the best odds, or you don't. Staley's going back and forth, and it seems like, I don't know that he's made the right decision yet. Uh, the big game tonight, Raiders-Chiefs. They're all big games, but we're not quite sure who the Raiders are. I think we have a good idea who the Chiefs are. Would you say that fair assessment now? Yeah, they don't look like a team that misses Tyreek Hill that much. They look like, you can make a really strong argument for the Chiefs is the best team in football. To me, it's pretty clearly right now, the Chiefs, Bills, and Eagles feel like they're at a higher level than the rest of the league. Always great to talk to you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, buddy. That's Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst and host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He's great on social media. If you follow him, it's always some fun stuff. So you have uh, Monday night, it'll be the Chiefs and the Raiders. We'll come back. We got our play of the day and then your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20. At the 10. Touchdown. Holy mackerel. 98 yards. Touchdown. Gabe Davis on third and 10 at their own two. That's a way to start. That's courtesy of the Bills Radio Network. Gabe Davis. He's only 23 years of age. That touchdown, the longest scrimmage touchdown in the first 90 seconds of a game in NFL history. It almost looked like Josh Allen's pro day where you go, hey, uh, why don't you go back and throw some passes there? Yeah, there might be a couple of guys out there acting like they're playing defense there. Uh, Play of the day brought to you by Discover. Redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time, and that's amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Uh, Seton, what's the poll question we're going to go with today? Dan, I put up there, worst call this weekend. Mm. Roughing Tom Brady. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater being held out of the game. Okay. Uh, the Chargers on fourth down. Brandon Staley, good grief. Yeah. Uh, or checking Joe Musgrove's ears. Yeah, that was, that the, was fun. The Mets and the Padres. And... Um, Here's Buck Showalter, the Mets manager, on uh, having them check the pitcher, Joe Musgrove's ears, because they appeared shiny last night. You know, we have privy to a lot of things that uh, one that direction. Obviously, you know, I I love him as a pitcher, always have, and uh, that's the only thing I kind of, you know, I feel kind of bad about is that it it won't cast anything. He's too good a pitcher, and they're too good a, you know, those 
you know, I'm charged with doing what's best for the New York Mets, and if it makes, you know, however it might make me look or uh, or whatever, I'm going to do that every time and live with the consequences. I'm not here to not hurt somebody's feelings. Here's Joe Musgrove, the uh, Padres pitcher, talking about having his ears checked. Uh, I think he was checking for some kind of substance that was helping me spin the ball or something. Um, I've seen it before. I think he's done it before. But um, I don't have much to say about it. It was, you know, at the point in the game when it when it happened, I was so dialed in already. All my pitches felt good. I felt like I was executing, so it almost just kind of lit a fire under me. It was came out, told me Buck wanted to check, you know, my face, my glove, my hat. But, yeah, at that point I was so dialed in and, and so focused on, on getting outs, it didn't really, you know, affect me too much. It's a compliment to the pitcher. He's throwing a one-hitter, and you can't beat him. And now you're trying to do something to disrupt him, and it didn't work last night. But this was on social media. Before Buck goes out and checks on him, social media was already talking about his ears. They were like, what's up with his ears? Now they're pronounced, but they're shiny and red. And there were a couple of times where Musgrove goes to his ear and... You know, pitchers have all these nervous tics. You know, I'm always going to my hat. I'm going to my my jersey, my belt buckle, my glove, whatever it might be. And Buck thought, okay, there's something going on here. And called him on it, and it didn't work out. The bigger picture here is all of a sudden, you got a lot of questions for the New York Mets in the offseason. Jacob deGrom going to stay there? Max Scherzer? You going to still be able to squeeze another year out of him? Is uh, Steve Cohen, their owner, going to spend some money here? Uh, Would they go after Aaron Judge? And then you have the Padres. Padres and the Dodgers. We thought we were going to have this. Now, you don't have Tatis, and uh, that obviously is a, uh, a big loss there. And the Dodgers have owned the Padres. But watching last night, or you know, with what happened with uh, Musgrove's buck going out there, Give credit to the Padres when you, you know, I do like the format that if you have a better record, you get all three games. You can host all three games if it goes three games in, in the best of three. Well, you have Scherzer and DeGrom. You're ready to go. And then all of a sudden you go, we're in trouble here. And then we're, we're desperate here. And all of a sudden Musgroves is out there and he's dealing and there's nothing you can do. Let's try to disrupt him. And it happens. You know, managers will do this, and and coaches do this. Like, how do I disrupt the rhythm of somebody, and especially a pitcher? Disrupt him. How do I disrupt him? Well, they did their best. It didn't work out. Yeah, Marv? Well, we've had the same criticisms for the Padres because, you know, Tatis got suspended, but they went out and got Soto, and they spent a million, a billion dollars on Machado. We have said they spent all this money for nothing now because they were out in the wild card round, too. Well, I, I think there's always this impression the Padres aren't a big market team, but they did spend money like a big market team. And I think we would have looked. Now, the Mets, it felt like, because if you're in the New York media, New York area, oh, do they want the Mets to succeed? Oh, do they want them to succeed? And then all of a sudden, it's see ya. <laughs> to use a, a Michael K home run call for the Mets, see ya. 2022 Mets. Yeah. Uh. But they were in first place. They won 101 games. 
And then all of a sudden the Braves sneak in. Then the Braves get a bye. The Mets are playing. We got our pitchers. We're ready to go. And then you're not ready to go. By the way, the Dodgers went 14-5 and against the Padres in the regular season. Dodgers scored 847 runs. Padres scored 705. The Dodgers also the lowest team ERA in baseball. Well, the Padres ranked 11th. But uh, this is the first playoff, uh, home playoff game that the Padres will have at Petco. You have to go back to 2006. So, thank you. Thank you. Here comes that stat of the day. Oh, speaking of the Mets, Barry in Santa Fe. Oh, Barry. Oh, it was good while it lasted. Uh, you know, first of all, I really don't appreciate your reveling in glee <laughs> with the, uh, the misfortune of my New York Mets. Very, very, very unprofessional of you, Dan. Uh, but if you won, um, I would be celebrating you today, Barry. If they won, you wouldn't have picked up on me. Let's, let's, let's. I, I would have taken a little bit longer to pick up on your phone call, okay? Yeah. Anyway, obviously, the worst <laughs> of the weekend. I talked to Smack. I got to face the music. Yep. It came up small yep. when uh, when, the, the, when it was most important. Um, however, best of the weekend, my J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet. Yes. Another uh, win. Yeah, congratulations and- there, Barry. Uh, Robert Sala, the uh, Jets head coach, on his quarterback's play. I thought he was good. You know, he, uh, again, we didn't turn the ball over. Um, I thought he made big throws when he needed to make them. Um, I thought our run game really picked up, especially in the uh, second quarter around there. So, uh, But I thought he did exactly what he needed to do to win a football game. Yeah, they ran the football. They did, you know, no turnovers. That's all. But remember when Robert Sala was uh, taking receipts? You know, he's like, I remember what everybody's talking about. Well, you're three and two. Congratulations. Done well. But be humble through this. You know, take receipts. That's okay. But be humble through it. You know, be proud. But you, know, you got to be honest. The Jets have been horrible while you're taking your receipts. Yes, Paul. He can't act like he's been there before. No, he's... Well, as a defensive <laughs> coordinator for the Niners, yeah, he can't. But as a Jet. No, he cannot. But the Jets and Giants? I mean, I'm more surprised with the Jets. They have talent, but they're still the Jets. The Giants, I have no idea how they're doing it. No idea. Turn that game off. And then I came back and I went, wait, the Giants beat the Packers? Huh? One more item as we close out hour one, and what an hour it was. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times. We achieve it in different ways. And if you've recently changed jobs or considering retirement, probably thinking about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. Maybe it's time to start thinking about your investment portfolios and retirement accounts. Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make mistakes. And you shouldn't have to do it alone. For over 130 years, Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personalized retirement plans, understand the many options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. 
And that's just the start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views, enabling you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.